Cole, we're coming in with the uh, the first ever episode. We got Dynasty Life Miami in the house. Uh, I'm chilling with my boy Flex. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm chilling. Super happy to be here to talk some Dynasty football, bro. How about that draft? The draft was, was sick, bro. And right after the draft, I don't know about you, man, but I ended up getting hit with like 30 fucking uh, rookie drafts, man. And it was uh, it was a little bit uh, crazy for, for a few days there, man, let me tell you. But I, but I am pumped, bro. I am pumped. You know, this is our our, our first ever uh, podcast. We've been we've been talking back and forth about football forever. We're in a, we're in leagues together, um, and I'm just I'm excited, bro. I'm excited to give the people what they want to hear. I'm excited to share some of our knowledge out knowledge with the people. And uh, so, why don't we before we jump into the draft and, and hit it up with some of that info? Why don't we just break it down for the people out there? A little bit about ourselves. Uh, why don't you go first, Flex? Let them know what's going on. Uh, man, I'm in about, I would say, 25 leagues. You know, I'm super heavy into the dynasty scene. Um, I've been playing probably since, I, I think, the year 2013, if I'm not even mistaken, or 2014. So, uh, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just getting into this right now. Like, I've been, I've been really getting into it for the past five years, like, hardcore with the numbers and the analysts. And I've built a love for it, man. You know what I'm saying? I built a love for it. And, you know, just like my other love, which is music. You know, I'm into music. That's what I do for a living. Um, I do production. I write music. I rap. I do a bunch of stuff it's like into in the music industry. But uh, but yeah, I'm super excited to to talk about Dynasty, you know, and, and you know, give people some good pointers, man. You know, I've been I've been doing a lot of research and uh, this week, this year's class, I'm not too excited about. You know what I mean? Unless you're in a super flex league, but for single back quarterback leagues, it's a little, you know, but I mean, I'm still super into it every year. You know, there are sleepers everywhere. You know, you can't just give up on a class just because somebody says it's weak. So that's what we're here to talk about today. Yep. And, and yeah, and man, and that's what's up, man. And, you know, I didn't tell the people out there, my name's B. Uh, I've been doing, I've been doing fantasy football since we had to mail in the freaking, we had to look up in the newspaper, the box scores and mail all that crap into the commissioner. So I've been a degenerate since I was a little kid. <clears throat> But uh, right now, I'm loving. I'm loving the dynasty. I got into it. I think in 2014. I think we're that's our first league that we were in together, Made in Dave. I'm sure we'll tell people about that league at some point we're down the road, bro. But that's that's what sparked the love. So if you know anybody is new to dynasty, I mean, if you used to play Madden and you were building your uh, your own uh, franchise league, this is what it's all about. It's like you're building your own team and you're you're, you're making money doing it. But I want to tell the people, man, how, how to make some money out of it how to crush their opponents, you know, and how to get those wins, right? So, Absolutely. So that's, so that's really what it's all about. So why don't we dive on in, man? The draft, it just happened. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving what the NFL does. It used to be a one-day thing, and now they spread it out like four days, and I'm three or four days, and I'm glued watching what's happening, you know, seeing the names pop up. Um, but what we really care about is those offensive weapons, right? So – why don't you tell the people, let, let us know, when you're coming into the draft, I want you to give us two, maybe three players you were excited to see where they went. Okay, um, yeah. Um, my first guy, to be honest with you, that I'm excited to see is uh, Najee Harris, or Najee, let me pronounce that right. Uh, his landing spot makes him a must-grab in all formats. He's 6'1", 230 pounds. He's an all-purpose monster that has all the tools. I mean, his age is his only concern. But I think he's a week one RB2. And be careful he doesn't turn into an RB1 into the first weeks of the season because we, we all know that uh, Pittsburgh runs their running backs to the ground, man. 
you know what I mean? No, definitely, yeah, definitely, man. And, and how are you? How are you liking that? Uh, that that old line over there in Pittsburgh. You think they're gonna they have enough with the with the later picks to give Najee some holes to run through? I mean, I'm hoping so. I mean, they've had they've had offensive line issues in the past. They still run the ball. You know what I mean? And yeah. let's not forget, uh, Najee can catch passes too. You know what I mean? So, you know. He, he, that guy at, at the weight at 230 pounds, that's pretty That's pretty crazy. And he was the Crimson Tide all-time leading total touchdowns in careers with 57. Okay, he had 46 rushing and 11 receiving touchdowns at Alabama. So it's not just a one-dimensional back we're talking about here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is he your RB1 in this class, hands down? Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, before, uh, before he went to Pittsburgh, was it – did you have ETN close to him, or were you always Najee? Um, no, I I, I kind of had him in his own tier, and then like ETN second in his own tier, and then after that everybody else. Okay. To be honest with you. All right, all right. Good stuff, Lex. And any anybody else you had out there? Um, to be honest with you, uh, my second guy would have to be uh, Devontae Smith, man, going to the Eagles. I mean. That guy to me is really the number two receiver in this draft. Um, I I really don't understand the Waddle hype. Um, I know Waddle's quick. I know Waddle's fast. You know, not knocking that kid at all or his athleticism. But this guy, when all four of them were there, uh, in Rugs, Judy, Waddle, and Smith, Smith led all of them in receiving yards and touchdowns. So I don't know where all this hype is coming from. Um, yeah, Waddle's good, but he's coming off an, a broken ankle, man, and uh, I've I had that. I'm actually coming off of that injury right now, and that's not a that's that's not really an injury that you want to draft a guy in the first round with a six pick, in my opinion. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> yeah, back to to my guy Devontae Smith here. I think the Eagles got their guy. I really do. I think that uh, this guy's the man. I think this guy's fast. His weight's a little bit of an issue, but this guy's catch radius is ridiculous. Oh, uh, his catches are great. And I think Hurts uh, got his guy. You know what I mean? Let's say they haven't had no stability at wide receiver. I think their best wide receiver last year was Fulgham. If I'm not mistaken, maybe not Fulgham, but he, you know, they, they didn't really have that number one guy. You know what I mean? So I think uh, they did a great job by moving from the 12th to the 10th spot to get to get Devontae. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's like, to me, like, He's in a number number two period, like right on the chase. You know what I'm saying? And and um, yeah, he's his. I don't even think that his injuries are such a big concern either. He, I think he he didn't miss that many games the whole time he was at Bama. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the the concerns that he that's going on with the NFL. They say that he's not that he doesn't weigh that he's like you know that he's not going to be very durable at the NFL level. So we'll see. You know, but I'm very excited to see the Eagles finally have a wide receiver, man. I really do. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, man, I, I was not a Smith fan, bro, but the, the but I am a Hurts fan. I'm a big Hurts fan. So when I saw that the Eagles jumped up and got Devontae Smith, um, I jumped in there a little more, did, did a little more digging. And, and I think he fits really good with what the Eagles are trying to do. I agree with you 100%. You know, I, I think Jalen Rager's a slot guy. Um, you know, I think that's where he, he did his damage. He, he does his damage. That's his body type. And I think that he wasn't he was mismatched when they were trying to feed him to the outside. So I think you get this Smith, you put him on the outside, you got you got Rager in the you got Rager in the in the slot, you got a Dallas Goddard running the seams, man. And I'm 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 excited, man. I'm excited for this Eagles offense. 
and I and you know they didn't draft a quarterback, so I know I'm excited to see Hertz run that offense, man. And I think he's gonna give us a shitload of shitload of fantasy points, bro. The middle middle to late rounds, man. You know before the hype gets on because people don't like the way he throws and his completion percentage was low, but he's he's he could he could rush for a thousand yards. Like that's literally in his range of outcomes, man. So you have Smith. And they played together for for a brief moment over there in Alabama, so I'm I'm pumped to see it. Oh, I, I think that another thing that people are under are, aren't really taking under consideration here is when the routes are broken and Hertz is rolling out, Smith is pretty good at making his own, you know, making his own, you know, lane and creating plays after the after routes are broken or the play the play just breaks down for whatever reason. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see as well because he's fast, bro. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's something that, that I'm looking forward to as well, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm here. I'm here. The NFL's better when the Eagles are good, bro. So I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here for that, man. Oh, yeah. You know what? To add to that point that you just made, that that division needs beefing up last year. That division was terrible, man. Yeah. Losing losing records from the top seed all the way to the bottom. That that was pretty, you know? So, yeah, I'm 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 – I'm kind of, you know, hoping that, that that changes this coming up, this year coming up. Sure. Me too, bro. Me too. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, man, you know, you know, there's a million guys drafted in this draft and a lot of players I was keeping my eyes on, bro. But one of the guys that I was pumped to see, and I know it's probably a little chalk, but it was Trey Lance, man. It was it was seeing the 49ers j- jump up. And, I, and, you know, I know a lot of people were saying Mac Jones – I, I just couldn't see that, man. I could not believe they would they would feel the need to to waste all the picks to get up there and back jump. And the 49ers, they go in to grab Trey Lance, man. 6'4", 224 pounds, bro. He's a beast, man. And while he didn't run the he didn't run the 40, uh, I, you know, he didn't. From my understanding, he felt like he didn't need to run the 40, man. He was clocked going over 21 miles per hour in the FCS national championship game. Next-gen stats say that would have ranked 12th amongst all ball carriers and first among quarterbacks last season in the NFL. So already he would have hit, he would have been the fastest quarterback um, or the fastest run last year in the NFL all by himself, man. Uh, you know, he, he ran for 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns as a sophomore, 17-0 as a starter, 30 touchdowns, one interception. I mean, he's got it all, man. He's like, he's, he's like a Colin Kaepernick mix with, you know, a better version of Jimmy Garoppolo type of player, bro. And I think that you give that to Shanahan, and I'm super pumped, bro. Small small school, but high ceiling, and, you know, he's a top three rookie pick in, in super draft, in super, in super flex leagues, hands down. And, you know, if he's, not the, if he's not the 102, you know, he's the 103 for sure. Good stuff, Brandon. Yes, really sir. did the digging in that one. I I love it. I love the the next gen stats. I love everything. And hey, I mean, he's not running the forty, but if he's running twenty one miles per hour in gameplay in the on the field, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I know I don't want to go sideways, bro, but I mean, seeing people run the forty, we love it. We love the times, man. But once you put on the pads and you got those, you know, you're you're lugging around those pads, you got the thigh pads, you got all that on. You're running at a different speed than when you're running in your shorts, man. And some people run fast in shorts, but they never hit those speeds in the gameplay. So I rather I rather clock them in a in a in a game situation and see how they run, bro. Then that that's just me. I mean, let me tell you something. That's called instinct, brother. 
instinct is what makes the player. And I agree with you 100%. Running in a straight line is not the same thing of trying to run away from uh, linebackers and safeties trying to take your head off. So I think that that instinct is what is very, very key in a player. So I'm with you. I, I, as long as that, as far as that pick for the Niners, I mean, man, they really threw the smoke screen with Mac Jones. Everybody thought that they were going Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, multiple people, you know what I mean? At the end, at the very end, right before the draft, the Trey Lance rumors started creeping up. You know what I mean? And um, to be honest with you, I, I, I love the pick. Um, you know, they had, I, I had, uh, I had Lawrence Fields, then him before the draft, but that automatically, that, that landing spot automatically throws him to the two for me. I don't know about you. Um, <clears throat> I think that, uh, under the tutelage of, of Shanahan and that offense, he has weapons. Like, you know what I mean? They're young. They got a bunch of young wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? They just drafted Sermon. You know, a running back, they still got Monster, which is a hell of a running back. I mean, he's hitting that age cliff, but still, you know, that guy can ball. You know what I'm saying? So uh, he's got weapons around him. I'm just, you know what, I'm antsy. I'm, I'm dying to see what Shanahan's going to do with him because he's, he's a big boy. You know what I'm saying? And he can run, you know, oh. unlike Garoppolo. You know, Garoppolo's, he's a good, for me, Garoppolo's a good game management. He ran the New England offense really good, but I think he's just, in, he's just good in that offense. You know, no, not to Garoppolo. You know, he's a, you know, he's he's a great athlete. But I just think that he was tailored to the New England offense, and um, you know, that New England line that he had in New England was a freaking fortress, dude. You know, he had all the time in the world to throw, and um, you know, he has very, he's a very accurate thrower, but he makes very inaccurate throws at bad times in the games. You know, and I think that's what really drove Shanahan crazy. Uh, to go ahead and make this move. And like I said, buddy, I, I'm dying to see what he does and how it translates in the NFL because he's a big boy. And, and after all the stats you laid on me, I'm, I, I'm, I'm even more antsy. Well, dude, it's, it's, it's Brandon Ayuk to the moon, bro. It's Debo Samuel, Samuels. If he can stay healthy, he's going to the moon. He's got Kittle. I mean, the weapons that, this, that they put together on this team, they're all yak monsters, bro. All of them, bro. They can catch the ball. And run like running running backs, and like you said, they got they got I don't they they got twenty running backs on the on the roster, bro. So and whoever oh, I think, <laughs> whoever yeah. take, taking that load, man, I'm like I'm I'm excited, man. I, the only thing I hate is uh, for us as Dolphin fans, man, I, I have a bad feeling that pick that we got from the 49ers is going to be a low one because I I see them going to playoffs and, and beyond in the next couple of years. So let's let's hold on tight and watch, and watch some football. Let me tell you, yeah. Um... Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I think they're gonna they're gonna make a nice little run, um, and and they're gonna have an intangible that they didn't have last year. A running, I mean, a, a quarterback with wheels. That guy, he's he's a he's a he's a pass first guy, but when he has to take off, he's gonna rip off some big chunks, man. And that's that's something that offense did not have last year. So I think I, I agree with you. I think they're playoff bound, man. I really do. For sure, bro. And and jumping into that, uh, my, my my second guy, bro, is it has to be for me, Terrace Marshall, man. Um, love them coming out of LSU. Um, obviously, I think he playing with Chase and Jefferson. I you know he gets overlooked, but he's got some second draft, uh, second round draft capital. And you at first you're thinking, okay, now he's buried behind. You know, he's buried behind DJ Moore. You got Christian McCaffrey getting the ball. You got Robbie Anderson over there. And, you know, who's their quarterback? Sam Darnold. So, at first, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem like the best situation. But we know situations can change, um, you know. And Robbie Anderson has probably gone after this year. He's going to be a free agent. 
And I see, I see Terrace Marshall just sliding in there, taking over that position on the outside. He's returned. He's reunited with Joe Brady, who's now the OC of the Panthers. He's 6'3", 205 pounds. He ran the 40 of 4-4. And let me tell you, man, you talked about it in the beginning of the podcast, man. This draft is not very deep, especially especially when you're outside of Superflex League. So you're, we're coming out of Superflex. I, I'm drafting Terrace Marshall in late first round, early second, if I see him fall. And if I see him fall in the early second, I'm trading up and I'm grabbing him and I'm taking that to the bank all day. No, absolutely, man. Um, Terrace Marshall's a beast, bro. Terrace Marshall is... I think the I, I think the only thing that messed him up was his his uh his his injury concerns. I think he had some knee injuries or some ankle injuries or something like that. His lower extremity injuries. I think that's what knocked him down. Uh, uh this guy was supposed to be, for me, I, I thought he was gonna be top five, top six. You know what I mean? Um, remember, I mean, not only is this class weak, but this wide receivers class is missing that. There's not too many six three guys or guys over six feet about way over 200 pounds in this draft class. You know what I'm saying? So he's definitely a steal there where you're, where you're saying, I think early second is he's definitely a steal. I would be definitely trading up for him. Um, he's a big boy. Like you said, Anderson's out of here, out of there after this, after this season. So it's wide open. Um, I, I don't really, I don't really see DJ Moore as a threat to him. Cause I think DJ Moore is more of a, he's a different receiver. He's more of a possession receiver. So he, I think he'd fit right in. You know what I'm saying? The only concerns that the NFL had with him was those injuries that he had. That's why he dropped so much. So I'm with you on that, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, I got some concerns with the injuries too, but I, I really think that no combine man and not, not being able to have doctors check people out and, and not and not being able to have everything all in one spot, I really think that there's going to be some people out there that maybe you know weren't drafted where they should have been, or or they were drafted later than they should have been because I think there was just too much misinformation out there, too much not enough information type of type of deal. So um, you know, let's hope that knee holds up, and I'm 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 ready to go with him, man. Let me tell you. No, yeah. So. Moving on, bro. Why don't you Why don't you tell me? And I and I think I know what you, who your first guy is going to be based on what I heard earlier. But give give a, give the people two picks out there that when you saw them happen in the draft, you were like, "Wow, bro!" Like either good, bad, or or what. But overall, like your your jaw dropped, your eyes opened up, and you're like, "What? Why? Wow? How? Let us know." Um. Well, I spoke on it earlier. You know, uh, if anybody doesn't know, uh, me and B are from Miami. Uh, we are Miami Dolphin fans. So my first guy would have to be Waddle going to the Dolphins. Um, <clears throat> that was terrible pick, in my opinion. Uh, you have Sewell <clears throat> there sitting down, which the Bengals passed up on, which I didn't see that happening because I figured they were going to protect Burrow after that blindside hit that messed up his knee. But I guess since he was lobbying for Chase, they went with Chase. But, yeah, um, uh, I think Waddle was a bad pick. Just because of the, there's a thousand other waddles in the draft every year, you know what I mean? Um, Sewell comes around every three to five years, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a cornerstone pick, that's a franchise player, you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> the Dolphins had one of the worst O lines last year, you know what I mean? I think that was, you know, and this is the second year that the Dolphins pass up on a franchise cornerstone player and waste a top 10 pick on a player coming off bad injuries with no pro day or combine. That's that's that to me is not a smart. That's not smart. That's not picking smart at all, um, especially with the free agent signing of Will Fuller. Um, I, I don't get it. You know what I mean? So um, 
I mean, just imagine the Dolphins. Just just to put things in perspective here, just imagine the Dolphins with Herbert instead of Tua, Jonathan Taylor Swift or Dobbins instead of Noah uh, Agbinoe. Well, I don't know if that's the way you pronounce his name. I'm sorry if that's the, not the way you pronounce his name, but hey, after he, trading. He wants us to pronounce his name right. He needs to make some interceptions, man. That's, that's what we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, that guy did not have a one – he didn't have a one college interception in his whole college career, and we picked him up at the 30. I thought the, I thought the trade back to the 30 was amazing. I thought that was great. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't do it. So, you know, uh, imagine that. Imagine us with those guys – and then you pick up Sewell this year at the six, and you have a whole different outlook. To this pick to me says that the Dolphins are providing tools to accommodate Tua's offensive style, sure. as opposed to te- as opposed to team needs. You know what I mean? I would rather have stayed at the twelve and kept the extra pick for next year. If Sewell, if Sewell wasn't the guy, also if Tua doesn't pan out, you have Plan B. You can trade for a good QB that is going to be free agent QBs like a Rogers, a Watson. Just to give some examples, you know, I'm pretty sure there's more out there, but I'm just giving you examples that there that are four to five QBs in the NFL. Now the Dolphins are all in on Tua, and when Waddle and Devontae Smith both said Mac Jones is a better QB than Tua. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. A lot of oh. a lot of analysts, a, a lot of analysts. Um, I hope had, that I really do because I like Mac Jones, but I hope that he's not better than Tua, man. Because if we're gonna be looking, then the Patriots are gonna be just kicking our ass again, bro. We're gonna be sitting yeah. there with the short quarterback who don't run, man. And I, I don't want I don't, with a bad hip. I don't need that, man. I don't need yeah. that. Uh, I mean, let's let's give the kid a chance. I mean, you know, I I re- I'm gonna be honest with you, B. I I really didn't see. I mean, I didn't really like what I saw last year. I think we just threw him in there, not ready. I think Fitzpatrick was balling, and we just took him out and completely like deflated him to see, you know, to see a quarterback going through some growing pains in the NFL, you know, because at the end of the day, you got to give him a chance because there was no preseason. There was no, there, I mean, there was a preseason. There was no, like, there was no training camp. There wasn't anything. He didn't have time to gel with anybody. He didn't have time to do anything. So, you know, that does take a big toll out of out of you as a quarterback, especially when it's your first year in the big leagues, man. You know, that's, that's you know, so I'm going to give him, I, I want to give him a year. I just think that the Dolphins should have gone to protect him because he has a bad hip, bad ankle, bad wrist, bad fingers, bad everything. And he doesn't have a quarterback type body. He has more like a wide receiver body. So, you know, only time will tell. I mean, I, I to be honest with you, I feel like I'm not wrong, but I hope I am. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, then, yeah, I, I hear you on that. So, so let me throw a question out out there for you, man. Tua, are you are you buying in Superflex? And if you are, what what are you paying for him? Um, I have one share of Tua, which I picked up at the one two last year. And um, to be honest with you, I mean, are we talking super flex or one QB? Super flex all day. I mean, I mean, he's worthy of a first round. Not a, not a. I'm not gonna say like a top three pick, but I, I will give up anything anywhere from like a one six to a one twelve for him, or a one five to one twelve for him. I mean, he, bro, he he still got wheels. He can run. He's an all purpose quarterback. I'm not trying to knock what he can do. I'm just, you know, I'm just concerned about his protection. You know what I mean? If he doesn't have time to throw the ball, uh, you know, who's he going to complete a pass to? You know what I mean? And, and not only that, if he's he, – he came off – he's coming off the same surgery Bo Jackson did to him. And you know, you know what happened to Bo Jackson. He retired yeah. from football. He retired from football. That's so, true. you know what I mean? I'm just pissed off that the Dolphins wasted 
a top ten pick or a top three pick on him when they should have gone Herbert. You know what I'm saying? Six six, two hundred forty pounds. That guy runs forward. He doesn't slide, and he can see the field. Like man, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you just you just don't pass up on a guy like that for injured goods. Now I'll give you a, a perfect example. If Tua didn't have any of those injuries and they would have gone Tua, I would have been fine with it. You know what I'm saying? But come on, man. Like like just imagine. Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Swifter, Dobbins on that team with Sue and Blocking, dude. Like, like I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super ecstatic. You got a franchise three right there, three guys. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? But, but it's like, it's like a draft day dream right there, man. You're, you're Kevin Costner walking out that tube with you got the <laughs> players right there ready to go, man. So but yeah, um, not to knock the Dolphins anymore. You know, like I said, I, I, I am a Dolphin fan. I just, you know, I just would have liked to see them pick up a. Of more of a franchise cornerstone player without injuries. That's where I'm at. Oh, Both years, this year and last year. That's fair. That's fair, bro. That's fair. So, so what's the what's the second wild guy? Um, and this is this is a this was, this was a big wow for me, and it wasn't a bad wow or a good wow. It was just wow period. My second guy would be Etn to the Jags. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he completed one of the most prolific careers in Clemson in ACC and college history across the 2017 and, tw- and 2020 season. He rushed 686 times for 4,952 yards with 70 touchdowns. He caught 102 passes for 1,155 yards and eight receiving touchdowns. He had 1,852 career snaps over 55 games, 42 starts. I mean, that's pretty impressive. What wows me here is, you know, he's paired up with his college quarterback, Super wow, because that's his guy. And what about James Robinson? Like, you got this guy last year that came out of nowhere, unrestricted, unsigned free agent. Like, you know, this guy blew up last year. You know what I'm saying? And you don't get – I mean, you don't get guys like this every year in, in, in the NFL. This comes around once in – I don't even know. I can't even tell you that stat. But this is I, – I mean, I wouldn't even say five once in a five blue moon. Forget years. You know what I mean? But – it's it's wowing to me because I mean, if it doesn't work out, they still got James Robinson, which is great. But I don't think ETN is. I mean, I think ETN is going to be good, especially with his cottage quarterback there. So, I mean, what do these guys do? Do they do they use uh do they trade to make their to to fill their weaknesses, their holes? They trade James Robinson to maybe you know beef up that got offensive line or you know beef up that defense. <clears throat> you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But they're gonna have two monsters rushing the ball. You know, and um, let me tell you, like, he's he's no slouch. Like, th- th- he, he averaged 7.22 yards a carry for his career. Like, a, he has a Clemson school record of 11th best among FBS re- players <clears throat> in a history of at least 300 career rushing attempts. Having James Robinson last year who came out of nowhere to be a third-down back, I didn't see this coming, but the pairing with him and Lawrence makes sense. I mean, it does. And Urban Meyer being a college quarterback coach, I'm pretty sure he saw him on the field a bunch of times burning his players. So, I mean, he's got 4-4-1 speed. Like, you know, I mean, some people were upset at that. You know what I'm saying? But they, they thought he was going to be maybe a little faster. But, I mean, this guy being paired up with a college coach and his, and his quarterback, I don't know, man. That could be a recipe for some major points. Well. Definitely, man. Look, and let me tell you, there's a lot to unpack with what you said there, bro. And 
I'll start it off by saying ETN is my 101 in PPR leagues, man. If, if you're talking one QB league, I'm taking him at the 101. I'm taking him over Najee. Um, and, and I'm doing that, uh, number one, because his wheels. Like like you said, he, he, he ran the 4-4-1. But, again, we talked about it. He's one of those guys that you put on the tape. He runs faster than a 4-4-1. I mean, his thing yep. was speed, you know. Um, he bulked up a little bit for the for for the pro day. He you know he looked a little he looked a little dad bod a little chubby, bro. So I don't think he's gonna be running. I think he's gonna be running faster than the four four, and I think he's gonna be playing a little lighter than the two fifteen. You know, I can see him being, you know, I if the way I look at it is, I I see this guy being the Camara, and I see and I see James Robinson doing the Ingram work. That's that's the way I look at it. I mean, they're not all the same type of players. That's what I see or envision, or that's what I hope that they're going to be doing. I think, you know, James Robinson is going to have a lot of the goal line work. He's going to be doing that first and second down. Um, you know, I, I, you know, Meyer Urban came in and said, you know, they drafted an ETN to be the third down back. I mean, that's just stupid. You know, you don't spend a first round pick on a back like ETN and just use them as a third down back. But I could see him getting 215 touches, you know, you know, run, you know, running, passing. And being super efficient with the ball, you know, like you said, he had that what seven point two two yards per carry. You know, those are high efficiency numbers, man. And he's got that he's got that mind meld with with Lawrence, bro, over there. So Lawrence knows where he's gonna be. EDN knows where to go. Uh, where Lawrence likes to put the ball. Uh, so I could see them, uh, you know, hitting the ground running. Um, but I agree, it was a wild moment, man. I. You know, even saying all that, even being pumped for him to be my one-on-one, I think it was a waste of a pick, man. That that, that team is trash, bro. It is, it's got no players anywhere. And like you said, you had James Robinson, undrafted free agent. He's cheap as hell, man. You have him on a cheap-ass contract at least, two, at least for two more years. Why are you burning a first-round pick on Travis Etienne, man? Like, you know, you keep Robinson and you grab a defensive player there. You freaking... You grab a wide receiver, you do something with that, or you grab a lineman to protect Lawrence. I mean, you do something, but you don't burn it on a first round pick, on a first round running back. I think that's just bad process, man. And I'm, um, and I'm, and it looks like you know Urban Meyer coming in from the college ranks. You know, it's just like any of those college coaches that come, man. They think that they know what they're doing, man. And I, I don't know. I, I'm really worried he's gonna, he's gonna screw up the Jags and just run away and be a, and claim claim uh, health issues again and run away to college in about three years, bro. And he's going to screw the whole team <clears> up. <throat> and all that. Bro, to be honest with you, I think that team is already, already screwed up. Like, uh, I think this sets them back as well because they have so many holes to fill. You know what I mean? Like, so many holes to fill. I thought that the Lord's pick was fantastic. You have a franchise quarterback. But what are you doing, man? Like, you know, I get it. He's a college coach. He sees these kids all the time. But... This is the NFL, dude. You know what I'm saying? And th- and this isn't really the draft to be picking up a running back. Or you, and, and you know what I mean? Like the talent scale on this draft, it's not really the draft to be picking up the running back there if you don't need them. You know, because I would understand if it was last year. Look at the running backs that were there last year at that pick. You still had Dobbins there. You still had Swift there. You still have Jonathan Taylor there. There, and, and obviously – in being in need of a running back. You're not in need of a running back. You're, you're none of those things. So, man, I, I mean, I, ho- I hope because I, I want to see them put up points, bro. Honestly, I want to see Lawrence put up points. I want to see him put up points. But, man, they're going exactly in the direction that he won before when he took his last tenure in the NFL. And you just said how that went. So, I, I don't know, man. I saw, like, I think that that, need, that need, team needs a whole makeover. And 
I think they started off great by grabbing Lawrence, but they needed to go another player there. You know, what player? I mean, that that's that's up to them. You know what I'm saying? But there was way better players on defense that they could have picked up at that point, like that that would have filled holes. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a whole lot running back. You know, but yeah, I, I don't know. We're the same, man. I'm I'm feeling you on that, bro. I feel you on that. And, and going into my thoughts, bro, on on the wild players players for me, bro. And I again, I you know our first episode. I'm sure I'm gonna get better at this and finding some more gems, bro. But I I, I right now I'm going you know I'm going after the low hanging fruit, bro. And I have to go with Kadarius Tony, bro. I mean, what what were the Giants doing, bro? Like you, all right. So I love the trade back. You know, Gettleman. They, you know, there was that rumor out there. Gettleman's never traded back, and it was true. But he finally trades trades back. You know, and he gets some picks. It's looking wonderful. And what does he do, bro? He uses the first on Tony, bro. And th- this guy, man, he's you know, he's, he seems to be like a dynamic uh, dynamic player in certain some respects, bro. But He's not a separator. He's not going to go out there and co- go up and get the ball. He, he's almost like a gadget type of player, man. And that, I, I mean, the Giants are, they just pay big money for Galladay. You know, uh, they got they got Saquon Barkley coming back, so he's going to be getting the ball. Ingram, for whatever you think of him as a tight end and his crappy-ass hands, he can still get open. You got Sterling separate in his slot. You got Slayton, who was good as a rookie, who can still go open and get open. I mean, you're gonna tell me that Tony's better than Slayton? I'm gonna tell you they look like they're the Spider-Man meme. They're look, you know, they're pointing at each other. I don't see that much of a difference between them. So what are you doing wasting a first-round pick on Kadarius Tony, bro? You know. Um, with that being said, man, you know he's, he's got first-round draft capital, and if he's there, you know we're talking one quarterback leagues. If he's or if he's there at the you know mid second round, late second round, I'm I'm holding my nose and I'm I'm pulling the trigger and hoping that he he's better than I think he is uh, because you just can't beat that draft capital. Um, to be honest with you, man, I agree with you on the pick. I just don't agree with you at the bat, at the ending part. I mean, to me, uh, is it, he's a converted wide receiver. Wasn't he like a cornerback or something? He's not even like he was if, a quarterback. If, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this guy, he's not even like he's not even a, a full wide receiver. He's just like a, he's an experiment. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, they just finished signing Galladay, which is a beast. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that guy's better than Slayton. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Slayton is any type of slouch. Um, like, but at the end of the day, yeah, I'm with you. Like, what are they doing? You know what I'm saying? Um, to be honest with you. Man, where I disagree with you is I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see the Giants doing anything, bro. As long as Garrett's calling the plays there, bro, that team's gonna suck, bro. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing, getting Jason Garrett to call the offensive plays for you? Like, wh- like, what are you doing? Like, are you crazy? Like, you, you, I don't. To be honest with you, I, I'm trying to get rid of all my Giants shares. I'm gonna be honest with you, just like that. I don't see that team doing anything until they get rid of Garrett calling the offensive plays. Daniel Jones will not be anything. Slayton will not do nothing. It's just gonna be one big mess. In my opinion, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and the pickup of Kadarius Tony that just that just made it even worse. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, I, like maybe he could pan out. He is a gadget guy, but I don't think that the problem with the Giants is them not having a gadget guy. I think the problem with the Giants is their offensive coordinator needs to go, man. Well, like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, let me ask you this: Kadarius Tony or Henry Ruggs? Oof, I'll take Henry Ruggs all day, bro. He's really? a, he's a, yeah, I'll take Henry Ruggs all day. He's a he's he's a wide receiver. He's a he 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 played four years of wide receiver in college. You know what I'm saying? That he was overdrafted. 
by Gruden because Gruden wants his Tyreek Hill. That's that's you know because he kept he kept he keeps getting killed by Tyreek Hill. That you know that, that's one thing. But I think Ruggs is a better wide receiver. I just think he's in a bad situation. You know what I mean? Um, uh, like I I rather have Ruggs. He's more of a wide receiver. He's played wide receiver for a hell of a lot longer time than Kadarius Tony has. Well. Uh, I think I think you and me gonna have to do some trades, man. Cause I'll I'll buy a lot of your Giants, man. I mean, I don't like I don't like Garrett as much as the next guy, man. I think he looks like a clown. He coaches like a clown, bro. But uh, you know, I you know, a coach can get fired in in a, you know out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, you know, the players that you're fading because of coaching, all of a sudden they get a good coach, a good offensive mind there, and then you're trying to buy back those players at double the price, man. I'm I, I've got Dan, maybe it's because I got Daniel Jones in a lot of super flex because he fell to the second round in, in that year. But you know, I'm buying, man. I'm buying. I'm buying that they're the very least. And I know this is off topic as far as the Kadarius Stoney, but at the very least, they're putting weapons around Daniel Jones. They're saying, look, man, we grabbed you in the sixth spot, you know, and we're going to, you know, you got Barkley, you got Ingram, you got Shepard, we got you Galladay. Here's another weapon. You know, throw it to him. Throw it to him at the at the line of scrimmage or some bubble screens or something, and he can get you some yak after after the play. And they want him to succeed. At least they're trying to let him succeed. And and he's got some wheels, man. And Daniel Jones can run the ball, bro. So I'm 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 cautiously optimistic with the with with the Giants, bro. I'm hoping to see some see some turnaround bro because i want to somehow i i own a lot of giants bro so I'm, I'm hoping- no no I, I i i understand bro i, I mean I, I love daniel jones i think he's a very smart quarterback and i and i'm with you 100 on that as soon as they make that switch i can see them blowing up like i can see them blowing up i think what's holding them back is the coaching i don't think it's the players i'm not necessarily telling you to get rid of your giants players because the players are bad i'm telling you that these guys <clears throat> went and hired a really bad coach after he had a really bad tenure in Dallas and put him as an offensive coach. Um, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I, I, that's, that's what I think is sending him back. But like you said, that can change from one moment to the other. And then when a new offensive mind comes in there, all those players that you're trying to get rid of can become, you know, your gold mine, you know what I'm saying? And and maybe it's not time to get rid of your players. Maybe it's time to just sit back and have some patience and see what happens, you know, but because I, I'm going to be honest with you. I love Slayton, bro. I have a lot of Slayton shares and a lot of Daniel Jones shares. I don't have any Saquon shares because I, I just don't, but, um, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm done with Ingram. I've seen enough of Ingram. I'm trying to get rid of his shares everywhere. I don't care. That kid is fast. I don't care that he's, he's full of it. He has a bad attitude and is transcending onto the field with all his drops and his, and his, uh, to be honest with you, his busting. Cause I, I think he's a bust. You know yeah. what I mean? He was supposed to be, I think he was supposed to be really, really good. And he's been average at, at best. I think that rookie year, everybody's still holding on to that rookie year, man. And when he was the only weapon in town, and everybody thinks that's who he is, and that's just that's just not who he is, man. And I'm, I I don't got any Ingram shares, and if I did, I'd be selling them. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there for sure, bro. Um, going into it, bro, you know that I that I was wow about, and I, and I heard you mention him earlier. It's Fields, bro. I love Fields, bro. I I don't I didn't I didn't get the the negative energy that was coming out about this guy, bro. And you know me, bro. I'm not very. I'm not. I'm not into all that super, super political stuff, bro. But you know, it, it seems like quarterbacks, bro. They're always bashing these people for for one thing or the other, bro. You know, and that guy, man. Uh, he's a. He's a. He's a 
he's a gamer, bro. He's a hardcore gamer, bro. And he's and my understanding is everything I've heard. He's literally the guy that that he's a serious. He's going in there. He's working his tail off every freaking week, every day to become the best that he can be. You know, four 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 forty, bro. Six three, two hundred and twenty seven pounds. Sixty three touchdowns and nine interceptions while playing at Ohio State. Ohio State, bro. Tough as hell. Played with broken ribs when he when he, when they took apart Clemson 49-28. Over 800 rushing yards while playing at Ohio State, bro. I'm a fan, bro. I think that's the I think that's what Chicago's been needing, bro. I mean, they haven't had a quarterback. I mean, does this guy become the best quarterback of that franchise? I mean, I can't. I don't even know who else has been a quarterback. I mean, what do we got? Jim McMahon or something out there? I mean, Andy Dalton was going to be the QB one for these guys. And and now all of a sudden they got this guy who fell basically right into their laps, man. And finally they did a good move. They trade up. They grab him, dude. A Rob is finally gonna ball out. I mean, he's been balling out with fucking Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, bro. Like, what's he gonna do with a quarterback that can put the ball on him anywhere at any time, man? I am. I my jaw dropped. My eyes popped out of my head when I saw the Bears move up. I'm pumped, bro. I am. I'm about to buy a Fields jersey, bro. Let me tell you, though. Bro, let me tell you that finally the Bears got it right. Whoop! I mean, if they weren't such a mess, to be honest with you, and they were, they had a a little bit better of a surrounding cast, I would have had Fields in the second. But since they're a mess and they're over a cap, and they have a bunch of players on defense that are killing their cap. Uh, it's going to take them a longer while to put weapons around them as opposed to um, Trey Lance in San Francisco, that he already has the weapons. But I love the pick. They moved up. They got their guy. Allen Robinson has a quarterback. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see this. Like, I'm super happy. I'm just, like I said, I have my three because their situation is a little different. They need a lot more uh, renovating than the 49ers do. So, but I'm a, I agree with you. I think this kid is the real deal. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it was Knox or anything like that. I think this guy's major knock is that he, he battles with epilepsy. And that's why he dropped. That's why they're saying that he dropped, that he has epilepsy. Um, uh, he deals with epilepsy. You know, he takes meds for them. And, and, and that's what they're saying. Besides the stuff that you just mentioned, to add to what you mentioned, that, that people were concerned about and the NFL coaches were concerned about, which is why he dropped to the Bears. But let me tell you something. <clears throat> I heard through the wire that if he dropped to the Vikings, the Vikings were going to get him at the 17th pick, if I'm not mistaken. I, don't, I believe they had the 17th pick. Because um, <clears throat> he's from Minnesota, I think. So it would have been a perfect fit for him. But he went to the Bears. And, you know, the Bears need him. You know what I'm saying? And this kid's the truth, bro. This kid can run. This kid has a gun. He's big. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, I'm super excited to see him with A-Rob. And... To be honest with you, see who he makes better on that team. You know, you got Cole Komet there. I mean, he, he was looking really good with Trubisky at the end of the year last year. Who knows if that could be a little gem hidden in that offense. You know, who knows if he, if David Montgomery becomes better. And then you got, don't forget, the guy that they, they didn't have last year, Tariq Cohen. That guy's, that guy's. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, buy Darnell Mooney, bro. That's who I'm buying. I'm buying him everywhere, bro. I was buying him before, before the before the draft, and I've been buying him everywhere after the draft. I mean, this is the perfect draft to use one of those late second round picks or or package a third and a fourth and just buy Mooney, bro. People people don't really know 
what they have in that guy. He's fast, and you know he's the he's basically the number two wide receiver on that team. And being the number two wide receiver to Andy Dalton is different than being the number two wide receiver to Justin Fields. And people have not correlated that difference yet in their in their pricing. And that guy is still a value. So I'm buying Darnell Mooney everywhere, bro. Oof, Brandon spitting the gems. So we'll get Mooney, everybody. And don't forget, hey, a player like Mooney could get very, very, very well lost in the shuffle. You might be in a rookie draft with free agents. You might have a fifth-round pick. You might not, you know, you might not know who to grab. Go look at some free agents. He might be sitting right there. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing a few drafts right now, and I just picked up Tyrod Taylor, our starting quarterback, in the fifth round. I don't know if anybody noticed if he was there or not, but I did. And I picked him up in the fifth round. <clears throat> and the fourth round, I picked up Mills, which is the kid they picked up uh, in, a, in a draft later in the rounds. Yes, so I picked, up, I picked up both of them. I mean, I mean, don't let, don't let the rookie class being weak, you know, deflate you of the excitement of the draft. There are always going to be free agents out there that people, you know, they just miss. You know what I mean? Um I'm looking at an. I'm, I'm looking. I mean, there's only like. I'll give you a perfect example. I'm already done with that draft. It only has five rounds, and I'm I'm dying for them to open the wire because Anthony Ferksker is there, and I want to pick him up. I'm gonna use my free agent dollars to pick that guy up because that guy's gonna ball. There's nobody I there. Ferkser. I got Ferksker everywhere, bro. I got him. I I got him in that playground league we're in, the dynasty playground. That yeah. We're in. I got him. I there. mean, so, so to all our listeners that are listening to us, if you guys. Or bored with your draft, you're there sitting contemplating and you don't like what you're looking at rookie-wise, go look for your free agents. You're gonna find gems and you're gonna fill holes. You know what I mean? Don't wait, don't wait for the free agent uh, for free agents to open. If they're there, get them while they're there. You know what I'm saying? If you don't need them and there's somebody hot there, get them so you can flip them. You know what I'm saying? It's dynasty football, gentlemen. This is what it's all about. That's that's what it's all about, bro. Facts, man. Spitting facts, spitting that fire. Uh, from from flex bro and, and let, let's give some other let's give some more gems for these people man let's what we we, we talked the chalk we talked about you know the, the 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 wild factors but let's start getting into some of these the value picks these more of these sleepers bro so why don't you give us one of your the the best value pick of the of the draft in your opinion and why bro who is who is uh-huh. that <clears throat> I mean, you're like, um, you know me you know me b i'm i'm a guy that likes to stick to my guns you know, I've been talking about this guy the whole program, you know, and our whole podcast, and I'm going to go with Suell. Um, This guy, cornerstone franchise player, fell all the way to the Lions at the 7'6", 4'3", 331 pounds. This guy is a wall with amazing quickness, ran a 5'9", benched 225 pounds 30 times, and had a hell of a pro day. Finished as a top-graded offensive lineman in a, in a nation and in a pro football focus history at 95.5. Became the first player in Oregon history to win the Outland Trophy. Also led the nation with PFF run blocking grade of 95.3 and was the third with a pass blocking grade of 91.1. Named the Pac-12 player offensive lineman of the week four times. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. He allows just seven pressures and two hits on the quarterback. Did not allow a pressure, hurry, hit on the quarterback in nine contests. Okay? Finished with a team-best 58 knockdowns. Had five more knockdowns in six games. This type of player only comes around three to five years, gentlemen, and the Lions stole him, in my opinion. I mean, there's nothing this guy can't do. I'm really baffled at the Dolphins of passing up on Sewell after, after moving up to pick up Waddle. And I'm not too surprised at the Bengals. <clears throat> But I am kind of that they did too after what happened to Burrow last year. 
And I expected both those teams in the Dolphins and the Bengals to go Sewell to protect the quarterback, but they did it. The Lions did, and I think the Lions won, my man. Well, and let me tell you, man, you 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 laying out all those stats off fire, but all I could hear when you were saying all that was go get Swift, go get Hawkinson, bro. That's Woo. what bro. And and I was doing that before the draft. I don't know if that if if you were to or if if you see that correlation, bro, but Swift and Hawkinson, bro. Swift is going to have bigger holes. Goff, as bad as he is, is going to have more time. And they're just going to get peppered with targets, bro. I can see Hawk getting 120, 130 targets with Sewell. Given that blocking Goff's blind side, I can see him opening up holes in the O-line and Swift getting open in the, in the, in the, in the open field and making people miss. And money, money plays all day from those two players, man. What do you think? Man, I, I, I'm with you 100%. I think it's double time for Swift because you got Sewell now opening holes for that guy, and Jared Goff loves to throw it to the running back. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I think that's a recipe for a great offense, even though maybe Goff does, maybe Goff does better. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Let's see how it goes. You know what I mean? But I, I, I can definitely tell you Swift's going to eat. And and so is Hawkinson because remember they don't have they don't have much at wide receiver what they have they have Tyrell Williams I think that they picked up off of a uh, uh, free agency and I think Cephas and who else do they got there Oh Perryman they got Perryman too well, they got that they got that rookie I, and that rookie drafted uh, Amon Oh Brown, yeah man. yeah and yeah I see I mean he could be the wide receiver one on that team man you know he's a I he's he, he's a slot guy. And, you know, you could see Perryman clearing, clearing the field, going deep, and you could just see Goff just throwing the ball nonstop to either Swift, Hawkinson, or Amos or Brown. So that's another guy, bro. Draft Brown, bro. I've been drafting Brown everywhere in the late second early, and sometimes even in the early third. But if you're, you're talking standard one QB, Mid-second, bro, burn a pick and grab Amos Brown, bro, because he could be the wide receiver one over there. Think yeah. James Crowder, mm-hmm. think think uh Landry think Boyd just that target hog in the middle no yeah um I can see that happening um I'm gonna give I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here um and I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna trust my boy Cephas I think he's gonna have a way better year than he did last year I'm not saying he's gonna be the number one but I think his name's gonna ring bells this year um I think he was just in a really bad situation last year they had a mess there um I think that he takes the bull by the horns and has a great offseason and trains. And, and I think that, that he could be the number two. And I think St. Brown can be the number one. You know what I mean? I mean, the good thing is they're, they're, you know, it's for the taking. So if I was a player, you know, if I was an athlete, you know, and I'm coming into my second year, you know, and I know that there's nobody there, I'm going to train my ass off to be the number one. You know what I'm saying? I want to be that guy. Even if I don't have a name, even if I wasn't recru- recruited out of high school, highly out of high school, highly out of college, I'm, try- I'm, gonna, I'm trying to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? So let's see. You know, let's see what happens. I mean, at the end of the day, I can see Swift and Hawkinson being peppered with targets. And I agree with you. I see Hawkinson getting peppered with over 130 targets, 140 targets for sure. And that's like, I, I got him in all my tight end premium leagues, bro. Like, I got, I'm, I got Hawk everywhere, bro. I've been waiting for him to blow up, bro. So, yeah. I'm with that, bro. And, and like you said, you bring up Cephas, man. You know, you, we, you know, he didn't get to do much his rookie year, bro. But he he did flash, bro. He did flash. And those are the type of players that you throw darts at, bro. And those are the type of players that even in this shitty ass, uh, the shitty ass draft that we had this year, that they're still 
players out there that got rookie fever. They want that sixth round gem. They think that this guy's the next, you know, he's going to blow up. So trade away your fourth round pick, bro, and get Cephas, bro. You can get Cephas for a fourth round pick. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I mean, you're not wrong at all. So get a guy who at least has played in the NFL, who's thrown some flashes, and and trade away that one in a million chance of the fourth round pick and get a guy who you know has already made an NFL team and that can ball out and, and throw that dart, bro. I'm with you, man. You know what? All of a sudden, he's the number one weapon over there and you're, you're getting 800 yards out of a guy for a fourth round pick. Do it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't I, – I would – to be honest with you, I'll put my I'll put my money on Cephas before before I do it on Perryman for sure. sure. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I, I've already seen enough of Perryman. He's been in three different places and he hasn't done shit, bro. So like you know, good and, and what was it? Tampa for for a little, or was it Tampa or the Jets where he had a couple good games, bro? Yeah, I think it was the Jets. <clears throat> too inconsistent, bro. He's too. Yeah. No, I, I'm not saying that he's terrible, but it, I, I, the best way to do it is what you just said. He's just inconsistent. I don't think he'd be a a good number one, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, the Lions—that's an open. You don't know what's gonna happen with the Lions. Sure. So, yeah, I, I say I, I agree with you 100%, Brandon. If you got a fourth or a fifth round pick, and you know, he, you you want to go after somebody, I think that's a good stab. That's some. That's probably somebody that's out there as a free agent too in a late round pick. So remember, don't get discouraged. You know, you see these rookies in front of you. You don't like what you're seeing. Go look for the free agents. You're gonna find gems. I know what I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, bro, and. I mean, that was a good call on Suel, bro, on uh, on that on that value pick, bro. For me, I'm gonna go a little deeper, bro, and and, and I and I gotta I gotta say Michael Carter to the Jets, man. Uh, I was I was not a fan of Michael Carter that much, bro. But uh, you know, when I saw him go to the Jets in the fourth round, uh, first of all, I don't you saw me. I'm try, I was trying to trade away the Michael P. Ryan, bro, as, as quick as I could, bro. When we were three days in, and and there had been uh, no no uh, Jets running back drafted, I was. I was trying to hype up Michael P. Ryan and get rid of him, bro, but I couldn't trade him, bro. And, and Michael Carter's the reason why, bro. Like, you know, I know it's a fourth-round pick, and he's not the biggest back. Uh, his 4-5-40 was a little slower than we, than we expected. But, again, if you see him play on the field, he plays much faster than a time. He hits his holes fast and hard. He's got a 98th percentile agility score on player profile, and his best comparable comp on that site is Devontae Freedom, a premium. And we all know Devontae didn't didn't he had a knack for finding and hitting the holes, bro. Add that to the expected Shanahan type blocking scheme that LaFleur is bringing over with him as the new OC of the Jets, and this guy has a chance to be an RB two out of the gate, bro. Uh, you know, and you're not gonna find an RB two like that lying around. You got people, you know, jumping up and and drafting some of these other running backs. I mean, Gainwell, things like that. I mean, I'm pre- I'm pushing the button. On on he on on Michael Carter every day in the second round for Superflex if he's there, bro, all day. I mean, um, that's not a bad. I don't think that's a bad uh, strategy at all. I mean, and if you got yourself some Ty Johnson, and you got an opportunity to pick up Michael Carter, I would do that in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Michael P. Ryan's gonna after what Ty Johnson did last year at the end of the year. I don't think I think he's gonna start at the beginning of the year, and eventually Carter will take over. You know what I mean? But. Nevertheless, they got to go one-two punch because Ty Johnson, you know, let's he yeah he had a, he had some games last year, you know, so I think uh, I think that's I think you know let's see what happens. I think Lamichael Perrine's not gonna do nothing. Uh, I think you're right on that, um, but yeah, I think Ty Johnson might start the first couple games. If that, 
you know, if Michael, if, if Carter doesn't have a great, you know, of training camp, but I think that kid is good too. And I think it's a great value for the Jets to pick him up in, in the fourth round. You know what I mean? I think that was great on their part. I think, I think they had, they had a pretty good draft, man. I don't think they had a bad draft at all. I mean, I'm not really too crazy about Zach Wilson, though. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not crazy about them going Zach Wilson at the two. Let me, let me be clear. Nobody, but, I mean, except the Jets. Only ones who thought it was a great pick, bro. I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but other than that, like the guards that they got, and then picking up Michael Carter in the fourth, that's not, you know, uh, you know, that's not a bad, that's that's not a bad recipe. You know, you gotta see if it translates, but you know, um, I think that that's a great pick for them. I, I like that sleeper, man. Well, yeah, bro, and, and 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 some more, bro. Just, I mean, and Michael Carter shared the ball with Javante Williams, bro, and Javante Williams went in the second, bro. But if you look at their stats. Super similar, bro. Super yes, similar. almost identical. Almost identical. You're absolutely almost, right. <clears throat> almost identical, bro. So if you're getting a guy with similar production profile and you're getting him two rounds later, you know, I think that's a win, bro. I think it's a win, and I think that's how you draft, you know, running back right there. So, you know me, we're Dolphin fans. I hate the fucking Jets, bro. But, you know, I, you know I, I'm trying to win championships in my leagues, bro. And then getting, getting a nice uh, a starting running back in the, in the mid-second round of your draft, that's how you win championships. So roll the dice and let's see what we can do, bro. Yeah, I'm with you. If you see Michael Carter passing, like, anywhere past the 2-5, 2-4 area and you have a pick and you were looking around and you don't know what to do, you got to pick that guy up. Yeah, bro, or or jump up, jump up there and, and grab him, bro, or straight up and grab him, dude. Because yeah. again, two hundred five, two hundred six, the well gets empty fast, bro. You're looking around, going, ugh, holding your nose and just picking some scrubs, bro, hoping that they're good, bro. So I don't mind burning some. I'm trading, trading all my lower picks and jumping up to grab a, a possible starter. That's the way, bro. And uh, <clears throat> another tip for our listeners, you know, if you don't really like what you're looking at in the second round, at the end of the second round, or even the first round, you know, I, I, and I'm talking about single QB leads here. Um, you know, 111, 112, 21, 22. If you don't like what you're looking at there, trade trade back to the next year. Get yourself some 2022 first or 2023 first. You know what I'm saying? Especially if the player that you're looking at is not a hole that you really need to be filled in your team. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's if that's what's going on, then, you know, and, and you trade back, you know. Um there's there's uh, words in the grapevine right now that the 2023 class is going to be bananas, that they're saying that's going to be the new 2020 class. So, I mean, you know, the, you know, you don't, you don't have to pick a player, especially if you're not in need. You know, if you're coming off a championship or, you know, which is usually you are if you're, if you're at the 111 or 112, you know, trade back. You know what I'm saying? Maybe get yourself, uh, get yourself a player or something, you know, of, of value. You know what I mean? Don't, don't pick up a, a player for the hell of picking them up. If you don't need, if you don't have a hole to get filled, you know, that needs to be filled. It's not, you know, don't do that. You know what I mean? Trade back. I mean, I've done that with a bunch of my second round picks. I've, I've had a bunch of two sevens, two sixes, two eights, and Michael Carter's been picked up. And I'm just like, Elijah Moore's been picked up. And I'm like, what am I looking at here? And no, I got myself another 2022 pick for next year. You know what I'm saying? That's how you do it, bro. Is that you got to keep that, you got to keep that, that, that flow going, bro. You know, get those, get those picks. 
trade them, you know, always trade up, uh, trade, get, you know, get better value, bro. And just keep, keep that loom going, bro. More and more picks, man. And that's what you need to do. That's how you win in fantasy. You, you want to try every year to come in with more picks than everybody else on the, uh, that's out there, bro. And the only way to do that is every now and then trading back or trading out of the round and getting those future picks, bro. And that's how you do it, bro. Definitely. Absolutely. At the end of the day, Hey, you know, you might be, you never know what happens. You know what I'm saying? You might have a lot. I mean, last year was a bedridden injury year for everybody. There was injuries all over the place, COVID designations. This shit was a mess. You might have three or four players on the IR and you might need to trade for a fucking stud. And you have those picks there to trade for the stud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you can never have enough picks. Just because you have a thousand picks doesn't mean you're going to make a thousand picks. You can use those picks to your advantage depending on how your season goes. You know what I'm saying? You can either save them to pick up your stud that you want to pick up in the following year in the college draft, or you can use them to pick up the stud to win your championship just in case you have an, uh, uh, an injury-ridden year that you can't, you know, or, you know, either you either you cash in the year or you could try to try to win your championship. And that's the way to do it with picks. Amen, bro. Amen, bro. Uh, Look, we're, we're, we're getting close to the time, bro. So why don't we, why don't we, we do kill this show here, bro. And let's hit it up with a, a couple of those final sleepers, bro. Those, those guys that are going in the fourth or fifth round of the rookie drafts that you're all about jumping all over or that you're willing to, to jump, taking the third, just to make sure you get them, bro. Who's, who's, who's the guy or two, one or two guys that you that you're, you you want to leave the draft with no matter what? Well, since we're already hitting our time, I'm going to go with one guy so I can give you your time, my brother, because, you know, we're, we're already getting to the, to the end of the show, and I don't want to rush, and I don't want to have to, you know, um, uh, hold information for the, our listeners. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say this kid, Josh Palmer, man, out of Tennessee. You know, um, in this draft class, lacking big wide receivers, he's an explosive receiver who has go-to-playmaker in his final season, appeared in 47 games with 36 starts. He can stretch the field, has tremendous work ethic, caught 99 passes for 1,514 yards and seven touchdowns, and he averaged 15.3 yards per catch. He also had a, he, has, he also can run the ball. He had one rushing score, you know what I mean? He had 16 out of his 99 catches that went for a first down, owned 16 career catches of 25 or more yards, came to Knoxville after an outstanding prep career in Florida. So he's from, he's from Florida now. He's a Dallas off boy. Uh, he grew up in Canada, though, and um, he's a leader. He's a great leader. <clears throat> um, he was invited to the senior bowl. He caught two passes for 27 yards and a touchdown. You know, he's 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 I think he's a good sleeper. He's six one. He has two. He's 210 pounds. He ran a four five one forty. He has a 34 inch vertical. Um, I like this kid. You know what I'm saying? He's like I said, he's another kid in this class that's not your average receiver. He's over six feet. He weighs 210 pounds, which obviously this wide receiver class is lacking. And he went to the Chargers. Now, if we do a little bit of history here, it's not hard to tell that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are injury prone as hell. So, you know, you got to understand this kid played with very – I'm not going to say bad quarterbacks, but let, let's just say average quarterbacks in college, and he did really good. And I think Herbert for him is, like, the best quarterback that he's ever played with, period. So I think that if, in an instant, Keenan Allen goes down, Mike Williams goes down, which you know that's more likely to happen, I think this kid gets plugged in and he becomes an instant threat automatically because of his size – and uh, I don't think he's been surrounded by the right tools ever in his career. So I think this is his – I think he breaks out, man. I think, um, you know, bearing an injury, you know, bearing an injury. I'm not saying that he's better than Keenan Allen. I'm not saying that he's better than Mike Williams. But we all know that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have the tendency to go down. So I think this kid gets a shot. And I think he does good. Well, 
I'm, I'm 100%, bro. I've been drafting Palmer everywhere. And it's not even injury, dude. Like, I think Mike Williams probably walks after this year, bro. Like, he's been – why are they going to re-sign him, bro? He's been hurt all the time. He, you know, he's, he's had some big catches. He's one of those guys who goes up and gets the ball. But I don't know if, about you, but I, I see all those replays. He always goes up, he gets the ball, then he lands on his back, and he's injured, bro. Like, that's what Mike Williams does. He goes up, catches a crazy hard pass, lands on his back, and he goes out of the game, bro. So, I bro, <laughs> he could be gone after this year. This is his last year of his contract. They're, they haven't renewed his contract. They haven't re-signed him. And, you know, this guy could end up being the number two wide receiver tied to Justin Herbert, bro. And yeah. Herbert's a beast. You, you wish he would have got with the Dolphins. I wish he would have got with the Dolphins. I, I, I think Herbert's going to blow up. And if you can somehow – it's not going to say that they don't draft a wide receiver next year. Maybe they do, bro. But Keenan Allen's getting a little older. Mike Williams walks. Palmer has a good year. All of a sudden, he's the number two wide receiver in, in a high-scoring offense on a on a Pro Bowl quarterback. You want that guy, and you want that guy in your third round of your rookie drafts or your high fourth round pick. So do it. That's I'm no, with and, and let me tell you, he's sitting there. He's going to be sitting there. He's going to be sitting there. So you know. And let me tell you, another sleeper that I want and that I, that I'm going to go with, like I, me and Brandon been talking about. If you're looking at some rookies and you don't like what you're looking at, free agents. Let me tell you that kid, Jalen Guyton. He's getting some nice rapport with Herbert, and he had some. He caught I don't know how many passes over sixty yards last year for touchdowns from Herbert. Best okay? ball there, best ball. Get him in best yeah, ball. Sure. Yeah, if you're if you're in a best ball league, I'm telling you, go after this guy. He's gonna be there super late. You know what I mean? And nobody's talking about him. And you know, I I watch the Red Zone Channel and I watch all the games just like you, Brandon. And I've seen this kid blow the top off of defenses game in and game out. And, and nobody's talking about him. And let me tell you, he, he's he's good. You know what I mean? He's just that guy that's, you know, I think that he'll get a little bit of more volume this year just because it's his second year. He knows the offense better. He probably's gelling a lot better with Herbert. But his thing is blowing the top off of defenses, dude. This kid catches, like, bro, bombs for a living. You huh. know what I mean? Yeah, and that you, you called it, bro. I mean, what are you going to do? It's end of the draft. And, you know, you're in a best ball dynasty league. I don't know about you. I've been getting more and more into those, bro. And that's the type of guy you draft, bro. These deep these deep rosters, your 28th pick, your 27th pick. And he can win and he can win you two weeks, bro. Like, he can put up 20-something points at least two, three times a, a, in a season, bro. And that's what best ball is all about, having those type of guys that can come in and drop 30 points, 25 points on your on, on, on a week every now and then, and that's how you win, bro. So that's I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna call and sorry for interrupting you, but I'm gonna call that he's gonna double that output. I think he's gonna go for 15 to 30 points in six games instead of three. I think he's gonna put up those points this year. I think that he's he's a lot more comfortable in this offense. You know, he has the quarterback in Herbert. Um, I mean. Sky's the limit with this kid. You know what well, I'm saying? And, and with Palmer, too. I think with Palmer, you know, like you said, I think you made a great point, which I didn't um, mention that Mike Williams is out of there. You know what I mean? And and after this year. And if, if that's the case, and this kid makes a good impression, like I said, remember, his quarterback play in college <clears throat> wasn't the best. You know what I mean? It wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the best. And I think with the major upgrade and this kid's size with Herbert at quarterback, I mean... I'm, I'm, I'm liking this kid. I mean, and, 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 and I have the feeling that I know who your next sleeper is going to be. And I'm in love with that guy too. So why don't you let the, why don't you let everybody know who your sleeper is? All right. Well, 
Yeah, l- l- I'll wrap it up real quick, bro. I got I got two two guys, bro, and I'm gonna run through them very fast, bro. And if you want to throw anything about anything out there about him, we can talk about him. My number one guy, and I'm getting him everywhere, bro. And he could be a nothing guy, but he could be a home run. It's it's JBN Hawkins, bro, the the undrafted free agent who signed with Atlanta right after the draft, bro. Four 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 speed, bro. Five nine, hundred eighty three pounds. He's a little light, bro. But this is the type of guy you draft at the end of the end of your draft, bro. He only has to compete with Mike Davis, who we all know played well last year. But the guy is 28, and I had Mike Davis on a lot of teams last year. He won me some weeks early, but what I remember most is him fading down. When I needed him most, bro, he was coming up with nine-point games, eight-point games, bro, because he was wearing down, bro. So if I'm in the fourth and fifth round, bro, I'm grabbing Hawkins all day because all he has to do is beat out Mike Davis, bro, for sure. And I'm going to drop down really quick, bro, is Nico Collins, bro. First Woo. of all, you know the name, Nico Collins, bro. That sounds like a beast, bro. If you want a guy like on that team, and let me tell you, he's a beast, bro. 6'4", 215 pounds, bro. Um, he, I'm seeing him go all over the place, bro. I saw him go out to 209 in one draft, and these are all super flex numbers, which is high. But I've seen him go all the way to the mid-fourth, bro. And I'm hitting an automatic draft on this guy. Every time he's got three, he's got third round draft capital. Uh, he's uh, he's drafted by the Tex- Texans. He's got it's an empty roster, bro. All he has to do is deal with Brandon Cooks, bro. He ran a four four five at his pro day, ninety fourth percentile catch radius and eighty ninth percentile speed. Player profiler uh, stats, bro. Uh, he wasn't much of a college producer. Only seventy eight catches, thirteen hundred eighty eight yards. Uh, but he was playing with Michigan, bro. And I and from what I've seen, Harbaugh is not the coach, bro. He's he's the he's the gates of the college football teams, bro. And so I'm here for it, man. He's a he's a boomer bust pick, but I'm I'm putting my flag on it being a boom, bro. I'm going boom. I'm going boom all the way. I love this kid. Six four, over two twenty. I mean, what there what is there not to like about him? This is. I don't want to. I don't want to say he's the next Andre Johnson, but he's the closest thing to Andre Johnson there in the past how many years? I mean, this kid's got it all, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying it, man. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw this kid to the ground because he want to play for Harbaugh in Michigan, man. I think this kid is the truth, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, like, <laughs> there's nobody in the Texans. I mean, yeah, this is a fourth round pick because this might be a player you might need to stash in your taxi squad and wait a year for because of all the stuff that's going on with Deshaun Watson right now and all the legality matters that we don't really get into on the show. We just talk dynasty here. So uh, we're just all waiting to see what happens with that situation. But I'm pretty sure that situation is going to take almost a season or maybe a half a season for things to start, you know, materializing to see what's going to go down with um, with that team, if Watson's going to stay there, if Watson's not going to stay there. So, you know, this is a franchise player. I think this is a guy that blows up. If he doesn't blow up this year coming up, he blows, starts blowing up the next year, you know, depending who they have at quarterback. But they got to get this kid a quarterback. That is a major, 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 major thing for this kid to blow up. You know, is Tarot Taylor the guy? I mean, probably hmm. not. Probably yeah. not. But maybe yeah. Davis Mills, bro. You never know, dude. Never know, bro. So absolutely late round pick as well. You know what I'm saying? You might want to go after that guy. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I love that guy. I'm gonna go with one more sleeper just to just to wrap up the show, and I'm gonna go with Chubba Hubbard. Why? Mike Davis was in Carolina last year. He's not with Atlanta. There's nobody in Carolina, and I'm calling that they're gonna overuse the hell out of McCaffrey again. They're gonna injure him. 
and this kid's going to get the chance to run the ball. I have the feeling he's he's a big kid. He's way bigger than Mike Davis is, um, and and I, I, I'm picking him up. I'm picking him up. If I see him late third, fourth round, and I'm looking at something, and I have McCaffrey on my team, I'm picking him up. You know what I'm saying? Which is exactly what I did. I have one share of McCaffrey, uh, and it's a, it's a super flex league. It's a flex league. It's all flexes with two super flex quarterbacks, and it's all flexes. And I, I have McCaffrey, and I picked up Chubba as, as, his, as, his, uh, as his cuff, you know, late fourth round. Because let me tell you something. McCaffrey is a beast. But mark my words, they are going to overuse him, which is why I have a lot of Mike Davis shares because I saw this happening last year. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to what you said, um, with, why I, I believe Hawkins is the sleeper pick. I had the same issue with Mike Davis where at the beginning he was winning me games and then as the season progressed, he started fading away. You know what I mean? Um, like, I had that happen to me too. So, you know, yeah, go after Hawkins in the, in the deep drafts. Uh, if you have Chubba Hubbard there and you have some Christian McCaffrey shares, even if you don't, even if you don't, stash him in your taxi squad. If McCaffrey goes down, you got yourself a starting running back. I mean, who else does he have to compete with there? You know what I mean? So these are all sleeper guys. You know, I know there's a lot of people bashing this draft, but these are all guys that can very well pan out. No, definitely, bro. Definitely, bro. Get That's how you win a league, bro. You win, you win a league by getting a Chuba and, I mean, and and hitting a home run, bro. And look, dude, like freaking, you don't get 2,000 yards by accident, bro. And Chuba, Chuba ran for, you know, he had 2,000 yards, bro. He should have come out last year, but he didn't. And he, you know, he had a down year. You know, he's got, he's got that straight line speed, but he, but he, but he has trouble seeing the holes, but it don't matter, man. Like those are the think- guys that all, all they need is a chance and a light, the light clicks and all of a sudden they're, 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 they're killing it, bro. So. Absolutely, and and remember, he has McCaffrey there. I think I think he learns a lot from McCaffrey, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta understand it. He's got that guy there. He, you know, I, I think McCaffrey's gonna, you know, he's gonna he's gonna take him under his wing, and you know, he he knows he's the backup. But if McCaffrey goes down, he's a pretty big boy. And if he ran over two thousand yards in college, and I and I, and, I, and I'm gonna reiterate, Brandon, I think he should have came out last year. Um, he would have been a he would have been you know he would have been right there. You know what I'm saying? So. So, you know, they're, they're, you know, as boring as this draft might seem or, you know, I know you guys probably listen to other podcasts and, you know, but there's, you know, don't, don't let that take the fun out of it. You don't like the first round pick you have, trade back and look for all the sleepers me and Brandon mentioned and then some. Do your research. There's sleepers everywhere. You know what I mean? And especially if they have a landing spot where they're needed, you know, even if they were picked up in the fourth round, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? If there's a hole to be filled, they're going to fill it. So. Yep. You know, don't let don't let some of these people, you know, deflate you of your fantasy draft fun. You know, this is for us to have fun all year, boys. You know, when if it's if it's a weak class, you make it fun. You know what I mean? And we're and me and Brandon are actually explaining to you how to have fun with it. If you're looking at something you don't like, exactly what you need to do. You know, so I hope you guys like our first show, uh, Dynasty Life Miami. I mean, bro, I'm I'm super happy to be here, man. Uh, Brandon, man, this was a great first show. Um, I can't wait till the next show so we can kick back and start talking some dynasty football again, man. We got a lot of months ahead of us with nothing. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it, buddy. Me too, bro. Me too. I don't think the show could have got better, bro. I appreciate anybody who's coming across this podcast now, listening to it, bro. Hit the subscribe button, bro. You know, tell your friends. Uh, it's only it's only going to get better. And uh, me, me and my boy Flex, we're going to be bringing 
that that dynasty life Miami to your doors every week, bro. So you listen out, you look for that next drop, bro. And we appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Have a great one, y'all. God bless and long live dynasty football, baby. <laughs>